Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 16th of September and as usual with all the information contained in this video presentation and briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights and if you're listening on a podcast head on over to our website www.marcustoday.com.au for that disclaimer and you can also sign up for a free trial if you're listening to this and aren't a member of the Marcus Today community. That's it. Uh, we had a Dow Jones last night up 237 points or 0.68%, 34,814. We had NASDAQ up 0.82%, 124 points to 15,162. And the S&P rounding out the triumphant threesome up 0.85%, outperforming the lot of them up 38 points to 4481 and as a result of all this positivity in the system, we saw the VIX index down 6.6%, hitting 18.18, pretty much in the middle of its trading range at the moment. The Dow Jones certainly are gathering some strength last night. It is being choppy trade, and we are seeing volumes increase. We do have quadruple witching tomorrow on Friday, so we can see some volatility in excess on quadruple uh, witching days and those are days when options futures expire for index and equity options so that can add to the volatility certainly there are some people getting a little more optimistic before the federal reserve meeting next week and we should get more clarification from the dot plots as well next week so september meeting is far more important than some of the ones during the summer month we also saw some better economic data out from the US last night, but we still continue to see choppy trades. September and October can be volatile months for global markets, and they can also be negative months in September. It's one of the worst months around for the market. But today we are seeing SPY futures up 32 points in the overnight session, up 0.43% to 7,400 and 47 so pointing to a better opening today but we are chopping around the same as the US markets are doing at the moment oil though was a big winner last night inventories were down due to hurricane ida and we saw brent crude it did hit uh, 76 briefly closing at dollar 86 to the good 75.46 up 2.5% and WTI having a good night as well up $2.15 the 72.61 up just over 3% gold uh, coming off a smidge as you would expect with the risk on kind of environment down $12.30 back down to 17.94.80 down 0.7 ish of a percent Iron ore, though, another shocking night for iron ore, down 5.77%, $6.95, $113.40. But uh, that didn't stop BHP and Rio rising in the US session. BHP was up nearly 0.9% and Rio up 1.2%. So certainly going against that iron ore price at the moment. And there are some fears that the Evergrande fallout, which is happening in China at the moment, with that uh, heavily indebted property developer, is affecting the iron ore price as well. Um, other commodities last night, we saw copper up 1.9%, nickel up 1.9%, aluminium up 2.6%, zinc up 1.02%, lead down like a balloon down 1.5%, that's down, and tin da- uh, was up 
1.46%. So going well. Uranium tickling higher as well. According to Trading Economics, it was up 1.7%, but some uh, houses do report it was up around 12.8%. So uranium is not the easiest one to price, but Trading Economics price up 1.7%, up to $44.90 US a pound. So that is uh, good for uranium stocks, which continue to bubble away. Aussie dollar, not doing very much at all. You wouldn't want to be a currency trader at the moment if you were long volatility. 73.31, very much stuck in the doldrums. Here you can see the S&P 500, a pretty good day overall, grinding higher and finishing not far off its highs either. So not a bad setup for today and expecting to see some positivity coming through. Not much in the way of news around last night. Uh, we do see uh, card data in the US showing consumer spending still outpacing pre-pandemic levels even though the Delta variant is clouding the economic outlook. The Democrats are grappling with a faltering filibuster push, running into the same obstacles as before as momentum starts to wane a little bit in that big stimulus plan that Biden has and uh, tax rises, etc. And Chinese activity continues to soften. Retail and property sectors showing weakness. Certainly the Evergrande situation in China not really helping matters there. And UK inflation records... Um, hit the biggest jump since 1997 with their CPI last night. And also Boris Johnson had a bit of a cabinet reshuffle and it shows that you shouldn't go to Crete on your holidays while they're trying to get the Afghanistan exit sorted as Dominic Raab has been booted from his job as Foreign Secretary for being on holidays during the Afghan crisis. Unlucky. Japanese manufacturers' mood falls to five-month low. Machinery orders softer than expected. And South Korean unemployment rate unexpectedly falls with record freight container production failing to ease supply chain crisis. And President Xi from China won't commit to a Biden summit offer. And one commentator said that a semiconductor shortage is set to drive up prices of chips and electronic prices, electronic device prices further in 2022. What's on in our market today? We have local labour numbers at 11.30. We are expecting, or some of the analysts are expecting, a decline in the employment numbers, and 5.1 will be the headline. Obviously, it's going to be very affected by the COVID shutdowns in Victoria and New South Wales. An unexpected drawdown in US oil inventories fueled that surge in prices with the benchmark oil. It briefly touched $75 US Hurricane Ida impacting inventories. And over in the US, in terms of some of their prices, Tesla was up 1.5%, Apple up 0.6%, Microsoft up 1.7%, and it's hip to be square, up 0.7% today, so that will help Afterpay. Both Rio and BHP better in the US, that was despite that fall in the iron ore. And we have 10-year yields in the US at 1.3%, Australia 1.2%, Germany uh, still negative 0.31%. Yesterday we saw the Chinese authorities move on their gambling sector, especially coming out of Macau, uh, causing big eruptions in gambling stocks, especially ones that were the US uh, part of the equation. And that Hang Seng Tech Index in Hong Kong fell 3.1% yesterday, and we are seeing factory and retail sectors faltering in August, uh, with output and sales growth hitting one-year lows. 
Look out for Remitter, which is doing a pre-IPO funding round of $13.5 million. More than $12 million of that has been earmarked for an acquisition. And Australia, US and UK have signed a defence pact. And as a result of this, it looks like we are getting some nuclear submarines on the way. That is nuclear powered, not nuclear firing. But it means the French deal is dead. Le sub est mort is the answer there. The French deal for the submarines, which was a $90 billion deal, looks like that has been blown out of the water by this defence pact. Macquarie out this morning with some research suggesting that QBE should sell its non-core assets and raising around $1.5 billion, and that would close the gap with its global peers. Today we have the Telstra Investor Day, so that will be closely watched by market analysts. And Jacobs Engineering, has sold out of its holding in Worley Parson. It had a 9.8% stake and sold out at around $9.82, which is about a 2% discount to the closing price last night. Question of the day today. The market is choppy and churning around and looking for direction at the moment. What do you think is the next catalyst for the markets, whether it's our market, the US markets? What is the next catalyst as we head into the final quarter of the year? Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there. It's always a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto. And if you're listening to this as a podcast or watching this on a video and you haven't signed up yet to Marcus today, sign up to a free two-week trial on marcustoday.com.au. And don't forget, we do have the One Stock Portfolio Competition going at the moment. I think it finishes October the 15th and there is a prize, cash prize of $3,000 to a member who gets the best performing stock from their pick date to the closing date of the competition and a prize of around $1,500 for a non-member that gets the uh, the winning stock. So a little bit of fun. So head on over to our website and you can enter that competition. That's it from me today. Have a great day.